0: Good morning everybody and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host Mike Cole <laughs> Russin. they have only done like, you know, 300 episodes saying Mike. So, you to take going to take some time. But uh dude, Maine is busy right now, man. Every so yesterday I went uptown um so you have Portland, so like if you go from east to west, you have Portland on the coast. Port City obviously. Um the one that's just a burning liberal hellscape right now it's terrible homeless encampments everywhere it's disgusting as you go so like you go west from portland you have westbrook and then you have windham so i live between windham and westbrook out in the woods and then from Wyndham further west you have naples uh and then you have like other towns that are like paris and stuff like that that are named after like european cities um and then you can keep going. And then I think more north is where you start hitting the ski resorts, like uh, Sunday River and stuff like that. So if I'm in Wyndham, east is Portland. Uh, west is uh, is uh, Naples. So there's a meat store, Southpaw, that I, I love. I go to all the time. That's where I get all my meats. It's a really good butcher shop. And, dude, uh, to, to get there and back yesterday was just, dude, it was... The town's not built for, like, a lot of traffic, and there was a lot of traffic. And I went to three stores, Chipman's, which, if you're an OG listener, you know about Chipman's. Heck yeah, baby. Got us some Chipman's yesterday. Uh, there's another store called The Good Life, and then there's Southpaw Meat Market. There, it's, it goes Chipman's, Southpaw, um, Good Life, and they're all on the right-hand side. So I hit them in that order, and then... You know, I come back east. And, uh, dude, yes, it was just crazy. Every store was packed full of people. A lot of Connecticut, a lot of Massachusetts. I just went to the gas station this morning. Saturday, it's a little later for me. I stayed up last night till I would say, I think it was 11.30, 11.45 when I finally went to bed. Uh, a friend of mine, Dalton, uh, fought Bellator, did not... He didn't win, I think, uh, I don't know for sure yet, but I'm pretty sure he got kicked in the leg and then slipped. I think it was early second round or late first round. In my, I, and again, this is pure conjecture. I don't know yet. Uh, I'll find out today. A lot of you watched Dalton or probably watched last night if you know me well enough. Um... I think he hurt his knee. It looked like he hurt his knee. I saw something in his face. I could be wrong, um, but it just. He was 8 0. That would have been his ninth victory. It would have been the second longest winning streak in Bellator history. And uh, unfortunately, he did not come home. He didn't get beat up by any means whatsoever. But, you know, second and third round, he just kept going in for the double leg and then switching to a single and just kind of turtle shelling it. And, uh,. I, I, you know, even the announcers were like, why is he doing this? He was sticking him with these really great... Com- Dalton's got some great combinations. Uh, and he was picking them apart on his feet. And everybody's like, why does he keep going to the ground? And this kid's wrestling defense was great. But I don't think Dalton had the power he normally does. I think Dalton easily would have picked him up and slammed him on his head. So I think just kind of seeing his lack of power on his shots. And... Uh, the fact that he kept going up against the cage, I think I think he was hurt. Why is everybody? Oh, our, we're at a stoplight. All four sides were just sitting here looking at each other for a second. You know if the timer's off or what, but it uh, definitely wasn't his best fight, unfortunately. But that's what happens. You win and you lose. You know, very very few people ever go undefeated, if ever. You know, and. Uh, so that kind of stuck. But anyways, I was up till 11.30 and then I dude, I go to bed and I'm just falling asleep and boom, Ada wakes up. I'm like, ah. And she, I swear she knows, dude. As soon as my eyes closed, she started crying. So um I I dude, I slept today until like I woke up at like 5.30. I'm like, dude, I'm not, I'm not running Saturday on five hours. No way. Especially with how hard I wake or work out. If it was a weekday, I would have thugged it out, but not today. Don't need to. So I went back to bed, dude. I wake up till eight o'clock. I woke up. I'm like, oh no, the birds. So I run it outside. All the birds are in the, and they've got plenty of room in that coop. That thing's huge. That's more than enough room for six birds. But you know, they want to be outside. It was a beautiful. It is a beautiful morning today. So I let the birds out, and uh, I did a cold plunge. Went inside, had a nice breakfast, spent some time with the Lord. Now I'm hitting the road. But that that gas station where I just stopped. Do packed full of people. There's people everywhere. I don't know what it. I don't know if there's an event this weekend. I don't know if this has just come to Maine week. I mean, don't, normally you get a lot of people in Maine on the weekend. Like everybody from Massachusetts, in Connecticut. Like this is like, it's so funny. I've where I grew up and now where I live are both like summer areas, tourist areas. Because I'm smart. That's why. Because I pick areas that are beautiful. And out in the country, and what do all the city people want to do to to escape? And you can't blame them, you know. But they they come to the country. Nobody wants to be in the city on the weekend. It's gross, you know what I'm saying. So this place fills up with people in their boats and all that. But it's great for the area, great for the economy, you know, of the area. I don't. I try not to complain because I know a lot of local businesses rely on this business that comes in but it just it clogs everything up you know the towns around here aren't built for it but it's been unusually busy so i wonder what's going on i don't i mean it really is beautiful right now it's 70 so i imagine today it'll probably get up close to 80 and it's just blue skies the thing with maine in the summer when you're up north like this is you always have a, it's it's very rare that it's Completely blue skies, and I don't mind that. I like a little bit of cloud coverage, which is why I'm just so in love with fall. I like the big fluffy cumulus, whatever clouds you get in the in the fall with the cool breeze. And fall's coming. I think we're gonna have a really tough winter. I think it's gonna be an early winter. I think it's gonna be a long winter. Um some guy just swerved in the middle of the road. And- up here and then I gave him like a what What are you doing and he did it back to me it's kind of like I want to turn around and follow him to his destination pull him out of his car and give him a swirly um, <laughs> if more people knew that getting a swirly was going to be the consequence of stupidity uh, there would be a lot less stupidity <laughs> you know, imagine some just 240 pound guy drags you out of your car into your house and dunks your head in your own toilet and flushes it <laughs> you know People would be a lot wiser with their decision making. If you knew you could just get yanked and swirling. But, uh, you know, the reason why I say this is, number one, the acorns are falling already. For acorns to be falling mid-August, that's pretty significant. Usually Usually it's mid to end of September really start seeing the acorns fall and uh, we've got you know I know this because I step on them and uh, I'm lucky I've got Igor the Conqueror feet because (laughs) because uh, yes Igor the Conqueror I don't know who he is but I imagine he had really rough calloused feet (laughs) and those are mine right now because you know those little things at the tip of the acorns they'll get stuck in your foot I can remember my little brother Jeremiah when we were kids, got one stuck in his foot, and uh, he was screaming and crying, and the neighbor, I th- I can't, we had two neighbors, we had the Carlson's, older couple, John has since passed, and then we had this dude named Strong Kelsey, Strong Kelsey lived to be like 101, or something crazy like that, like this dude in his 90s was out on a ladder, cleaning his gutters out, right? <laughs> and I think it was the Carlson's John Carlson uh, kind of got it out of his foot with a, you know, carefully he wasn't digging into his foot but got it out of his foot with like a little pocket knife or something like that I'll never forget that it was traumatizing listening to Jeremiah cry because this little, uh, this little tip of the acorn If you, you guys know what I'm talking about if you ever seen an acorn they have these little tips that'll break off and dude, those will lodge right in your heel um, unless you got Igor the Conqueror feet like me, but I'm stepping on it. They still hurt. You know what I mean? And they're everywhere. Our yards, our front yards, uh, covered in acorns right now. Which, and I'm seeing a lot more foraging activity from the little critters in the woods. Squirrels and chipmunks are extremely active. You know, they're attacking my bird feeders. They're going after the acorns. That pretty good indication that I think winter's going to hit us pretty hard in October. Let's see if I'm right. We'll come back in October and compare. Somebody remind me. So um, I think it's going to hit early, and I think it's going to be a long winter, and I think we're going to get a lot of snow. I mean, if the precipitation carries over, precipitates into uh, the winter, we're going to get crushed. We're going to absolutely crush. Last winter was very cold. Cold got a decent amount of snow it's nothing like back home Pennsylvania New York you know Buffalo area Erie area but bit I I mean that's that's got to be the snow capital of the country I don't know anywhere in the United States at least the continental United States that there anybody gets that much snow I mean dude Buffalo people died last year (laughs) you know what I mean like uh I, I don't see that happening anywhere else in the country that's where I grew up like Going to bed with like a foot of snow on the ground and waking up to like four feet was not abnormal. I've got a there's it always comes up in my memories around Christmas. We we're in Erie. It was me, my little brother Jeremiah, and my wife. Well that back then she wasn't even my fiance then. She was my girlfriend, Geneva. And we we're in Erie, Pennsylvania, and I believe my dad was all the way in Albany. So Buffalo's Due west, Albany's kind of in the middle of the state. My dad was all the way in Albany, about four hours, I think it is, five hours to get to Albany, four and a half from Buffalo. And Mayville, where I'm from, is south of Buffalo, so it's a, it's it's literally if you look at New York State, bottom left hand corner, you're gonna find Mayville, Westfield, Ripley. That's where I grew up, and uh, so we were home. We were in Erie, because that's where I used to live. That's where I started the life insurance business. So I was in Erie, Pennsylvania. Due north is Bayville, where my mom is. My dad was in Albany, I believe, for his corrections officers training, right? And he had to work over, or maybe he was already released from training at this point, but he had to, he was at the point of his career early on where he was at the bottom of the list. You know, cause my dad just started being a CEO six, seven years ago, maybe five four or five years ago. Where was I in here? It must have been six years ago. So he was at the bottom of the pecking order, which meant he was working Christmas, which was fine. You know, he's older. All of his kids are growing up and out of the house. I think he took the fall for the guys with, yeah, that's what he did. He actually switched shifts with uh, a younger guy so that he could be at home with like his kid kids, you know, like little kids, which I respect. I would have done the same thing. Like, dude, go, go be with like your little kids. Mine are like in their twenties, you know? So my mom was home alone and it's christmas i'm like dude i cannot sit here and have my mom be alone in that house i don't think she had thor at this point and samson i believe was we had put him down before this maybe it was after maybe she did have samson maybe samson was still alive at this point he was our second german shepherd we had ara samson then we got bane geneva and i and then my mom and dad got thor those are our shepherds. Aura was the very first one. All very distinct personalities. Aura was very aloof, fiercely protective, did not like to be touched, unless you were going to give her belly rubs. She didn't like her head touched. didn't like her back touched. didn't like anything. She would roll over for you to scratch her belly. And if you would go sit next to her, funny, she was so unaffectionate, but she was still affectionate. Like, you would go and sit next to her and start to pet her, and she would... And get up and walk to the other side of the room, but she had to be—I call it the shepherd shadow. Your shepherd—if you get a German Shepherd—they are going to be on your heels twenty-four-seven. You're going to step on them, you're going to back up over them, you're going to drop things because of them, because they follow you all around the house. They lay at your feet. They got to be in the same room as you everywhere you go. So, Ara was had to be everywhere with you, but she was she was such a good dog. She was a long-haired shepherd. She was the brown and tan. She had very long hair. Uh, She lived, I think we got her, man, when I was like two, one. And she lived till I was maybe 12 or 13. She she was 12. And then we had Samson right after her. Samson was amazing. He was very lovey. Samson was such a good dog, man. He was such a good shepherd. Just just great personality, goofy, lovey. And then we got Bane samson passed i want to say like 2018 2019 2019 i think samson passed we had to put him down it's the first dog i've actually gone and seen because when Ara passed my dad just took her to the vet and put her down didn't want us because we were younger you know we didn't really need to see that but when we put samson down we all the whole family went together like he was like you know sarah didn't remember Ara too much she was probably like four or five when we put her down Samson was the man, dude, rest in peace, he was such a damn good dog, I'm getting like teary hot thinking about Samson, but uh, he was a good, he was a really good dog, and then uh, we got Bane in 20, yeah, well, yeah, Bane met Samson, so we we got Bane in 2018 or 2019, because those two met when Samson, you know, Bane was a puppy and Samson was an old, old man, like they couldn't really play together because samson's hips went that's what happens with shepherds dude the hips go it's devastating so their their legs their highlights hip dysplasia their highlights legs, legs start slipping you can see the muscle tone start to leave their legs and then before you know they're they're pooping on themselves and peeing on themselves and they can't walk and it's just the quality of life and you, you got to end it you know what i mean so then we got bane and then shortly after that my parents got thor thor is an absolute nutcase he's a goofball he's so he's the quirkiest shepherd quirky he is quirky so funny dude he's such a goofball he's very he's smart though but he he like kind of looks and acts dumb sometimes but he's very intelligent dog he's got great hearing he's very sensitive to stimuli And he loves Bane. He'll follow Bane to the. If Bane were to run over the edge of a cliff into a volcano, Thor'd be (laughs) right after him. I'm telling you. And Bane is very. Bane is the tougher of the four. He's very much like me. He's obstinate. Don't get me wrong. Very loyal and very obedient. But you know he free ranges, as I call it, on ten acres of land in Maine. You know he's never really been on a leash. Um, he's not super great with other dogs. He's very dominant. He's he's intact, meaning we haven't gotten him fixed, uh, so he could be a little aggressive with other dogs. But Bane is my buddy, coddliest boy in the world. Has to always be Bane is my shadow. Should have just named him Shadow because he's all black. Bane is on my hip, twenty four seven, and that dog loves me to death. And he's great with Ada. You know, it's amazing. Obviously, loves Geneva, his mom too. If when Bane goes, you guys probably won't hear from me for a month. I'll probably mourn that one for a month, like sackcloth and ashes mourning. I'll go out in the woods. I'll be tearing moss out of the ground and pouring it on my head, screaming. You know what I mean? Like it's it's, gonna. That's gonna be a. Bane's been with me through a lot. You know. Um, Shepherds are just (laughs) dogs in general. What a gift. Like. I, whenever I look at my dog or any dog, I, it's like God's smiling. You know what I mean? Like it just, it's just like, if anything demonstrates God, God's love for us, it's dogs, man. I mean, just, they're so awesome. They're so, I, I, I don't understand cat people. Cats suck. I'm sorry. If you're a cat person, I just don't get it. Somebody would have to explain it to me. I've been around cats, I've seen cats, you can't train them, they're mean, they'll bite you and scratch you for no reason. They're small, so everybody's just like, "Oh, that's just that's just princess. She might scratch you and give you hep C, but that's, you know, you just gotta let her have her space. They stink, you know, most people are allergic to them. I don't know. I don't get the cat thing. <laughs> I don't I don't understand it. Oh, i guess they're kind of some of them are kind of real cool to look at but other than that i i just don't understand it cats versus dogs it's a no-brainer it's an absolute no-brainer and i just i associate cats with liberals you know because liberals like to be abused you know and they don't have control over anything in their life so cats make sense for liberals I know I got some cat people on here listening to me Like right now. They're like, dude, I thought we were friends. You're eviscerating me. Listen, I love you. If you like cats, I just don't get it. You know, you know what I mean? That's all. Well, that's a cool car, 42, 442. Ooh, sexy. It's like a car show in this lot sometimes. But anyways, all that goes to say, today's story time. So we, my mom's home... <laughs> back to where we were 10 minutes ago. So my mom's home alone, uh, on Christmas, I think it was Christmas Eve. And we're like, okay, it's a blizzard. And I think my brother had his Ford Fusion. My infinity was, I had my infinity Q50, which was rear wheel drive. Useless useless in the snow i bought that car i didn't know it was rear wheel, wheel drive that's how stupid i was i was this kid i got approved i was stoked the q50 was such a cool car it was fast it was the interior it was gorgeous and infinity it was just a nice nice car i got approved for this 50 thousand dollar car at 20 something years old i'm like yeah i'm taking this i was making a lot of money but it was weird rear wheel drive and i lived in erie pa so like six months out of the year i couldn't drive my car silly but uh so my brother had this ford fusion this blue blue ford fusion and uh we're like all right we're gonna make the trip so my brother me and geneva we pack up the car it's normally a 45 minute drive in the summer you get there 30 45 minutes from from erie pa to mayville new york i think it took us six hours we you know we fought our way to the highway we get on the highway everybody's blinkers on there's probably six, four to six inches of snow on the ground in the highway. So we're crawling, you, you go up 90, and then you take 86, and then from 86 you get on 430. That brings you right into Mayville. So we get on 90, and we're just potsing along, chugging through the snow. There's cars off the road everywhere, there's cars stuck in the middle of the road. We get about a Third of the way up the trip, uh, up the trip on ninety, probably up near the Harbor Creek exit. I think it was maybe before. I think it was before the Harbor Creek uh, exit. And there's a semi jackknifed in the middle of the highway. So, dude, traffic comes to a stop, and we're all sitting there. We're like, dude, what? Something has to. We're all, we're gonna be sitting. We might get snowed in here. We might like get like trapped on the highway. So everybody starts getting a little nervous in the car. I'm like, all right, let's go. So I jump out of the car, and I start knocking on doors, other cars, looking for men. So like, let's go. Let's go. We're going to dig around this semi. I'm like, I had a plan. So people had shovels. People had sleds. I was using my hands. Luckily, I had gloves. And we shoveled, me and like 10 guys, we shoveled a path. Around this semi You know I'm the leader of the pack I'm telling people what to do It's just my natural state You know what I'm saying So we shovel a path Around this semi Like Onto this shoulder And around and out and finally, we get the, we get this path cleared. Cars start going. It works. <laughs> so we start directing traffic through. Cars are coming through. Cars are coming. Like, all right, we got enough cars. We had the guys with the big trucks go first. So I, I went back around. And I told everybody with cars to move to the side. And I got all the guys with pickup trucks. I'm like, listen, you're going to blaze this trail for us. You got the trucks. Trucks, Jeeps, things like that. So I got all the guys. I got a caravan of about 10 trucks with some older dude that you know you could just trust to lead the way with this huge dually like f one of those 350s right those f350s so he was in the front of the pack we had like 10 trucks behind him and they all start chugging so they go out around the semi and all the cars start falling in line behind them so we're like all right we're gonna stay behind these trucks so you know people start exiting people start finding their exits and Finally, we hit 86. 86, if 90 was bad, 86 has maybe a third of the maintenance that 90 has. We get on 86, it's a foot of snow. You can't see the road. You're just guessing. And we're chugging, I'll never forget. We had this guy in this truck in front of us, and then an SUV behind him, and then us. And it's the three lone rangers, and we're chugging, we're chugging, we're chugging, we're chugging, we're chugging, and then the truck exits. I'm like, oh no, so it's me in this SUV. Us in this SUV. So just me, Jeremiah, and Geneva, and this SUV, you're going 15 miles an hour, blinkers on, there's whiteouts. It's what there's no trees on the side of the road. So the, the worst thing if you've never driven in the snow or not familiar with it, the snow on the road is definitely a hazard. But what's the worst, what the worst hazard is, is if you're if you see trees on both sides of the road, you're happy because they block the wind. But the problem is 86 is full of farms. So you got all this open farmland and what you get are drifts. So all the snow, you got snow coming down from the heavens and then you've got winds whipping across the road, bringing all the fine powder that just fell across your face. It's whiteout, that's what causes a whiteout. It's not necessary. I mean the snow coming down from, from the sky, yes. But it's the snow being blown off the fields. So we're in pure whiteout conditions. I mean, we had to keep stopping and making sure we were still on the road. Like I, So this guy in this truck in front of me, this SUV, gets stuck twice. We had to dig this guy out twice, just stuck in the middle of the road. So he finally gives up. And just pulls. I'm like, you got to come? And he's like, no, we're, we're going to stay here and see if it's stupid idea. Horrible idea. I'm like, dude, how much gas do you have? He had like three quarters of a tank. I'm like, all right, you'll be fine till morning, worst case. So we start chugging along. We get up to our exit, the Sherman exit, and it's closed. They blocked it off. I'm like, dude, or something was wrong. We, or we missed it. We drove by it. So we had to take a different exit. And we're going down so we finally get off the highway we're going down these country roads there was a point where i had to get out of the car and put my hand on the hood so jeremiah could see me and i walked and led the car making sure that we weren't going into a ditch like out of the car walking you couldn't see more than two feet in front of you so i had to walk and lead jeremiah driving through this country road finally I'll never forget it, we get up over this hill and then boom, sunlight. And we're at the top of this, it was like so. Sur- it was like surreal. I'll never forget this. We get to the top of this hill and it's sunlight and you can see the snow stopped and we start going down the hill. Well, the problem is the snow stopped but the wind was still whipping so the drifts were still happening. So there's no snow coming down from the sky but now all the snow being blown off these fields, white out condition again long story short we made it home for christmas um and uh it took us six hours (laughs) 45 minute drive took us like six hours (laughs) but we made it so there's story time for you today hey have a great saturday get yourself a german shepherd if you don't have a dog i love you let's get it